my women, don't forget about the dame. This is not the most the king, y'all. It's about a thing. Hey, you all, welcome back for episode two of The Beat is for Black. And this is your host, Savannah B. And like I said, The Beat is quite literally for Black. <laughs> And so for today's episode, we're going to be talking about black women and sleep disorders. And the title of today's episode is There is Beauty in the Struggle, okay? And I chose that title because I think that it is just so fitting. I think that the concept and the idea of there being, especially in the black community, uh, draw an appreciation for kind of struggle and really working very hard I think it's a common thing and I know especially as a black woman or even a black girl it is not uncommon within the black community to be told very early on that you have to work twice as hard to receive half half as much you know or to be as half as successful as your non-POC counterparts and there's really from a very young age kind of that grooming especially for black girls to understand that they have to work hard and working hard and working harder than everybody else around them working harder than the people that are sitting next to them in the same position as them that is what will equate in success that will equate in them being able to reach new heights and that is what's necessary and best and so there's really you know this fact and even in popular culture in black culture you know j cole says it in love yours i mean even beyonce says it in six inch heels you know i love a good song break We're we're gonna listen to it stands for black but the b stands for billionaire in this case okay so the point of me putting that in there is to really show that there's this really glorified view of a woman who works very very hard and even in that snippet of that song she mentions you know she works those sleepless nights there's this glorifying of these women who are working so hard, who are not sleeping, who are going to continue to grind all days of the week and are really, really about their business. And that is something that is to be praised in the black community and black culture, especially black women who are about their business and on the grind. And so that's really, really important to take note of when examining disorders, especially sleep disorders in black women and the prevalence of them. And not only the prevalence of them, but also the reporting of 
sleep disturbances as well as the perceived severity of them. And so just to give an overview description of what sleep disorders even are, are there in the DSM-5 really referred to as sleep-wake disorders, but they involve problems with quality, um, timing, and amount of sleep, which result in daytime distress and impairment in function. And so you can see how a culture that is really praising hard work, even if it costs sleep or rest or time, can make it harder for somebody, an individual, to identify a sleep disorder or sleep disturbance. Because if you are being told, if black, it's for example, black women. So if black women are being told from a very young age, you have to work twice as hard to get half as much, that means you have to be doing more than your peers. And so there's that kind of grind, grind it out kind of while you're sleeping, uh, you know, motiv- there's even things on social media, like motivational Twitter, like rise and grind Twitter, things like that. There's these, I- this idea of needing to be doing work when somebody else isn't, you know, while people are sleeping, while they're resting, you're out here working. And that means you're working harder. That means you're doing better than them. You're going to be more successful than them. And so it could be very hard for somebody to identify a sleep disorder in that context, if that's kind of the wavelength and thought process that they have. So for example, say I am struggling to fall asleep. And so that is a sleep disturbance, an inability to fall asleep even when I'm physically tired, even when I'm ready to sleep, is a sleep disturbance. And that could be indicative of a sleep disorder like insomnia. However, if instead of me thinking, you know, I wonder what's going on, instead of me kind of embracing that, if I get up and I continue to do schoolwork because I can't fall asleep, and I equate that time awake with, oh, I was getting work done, so it's okay, perhaps I won't see the issue in me having been up or me having had that inability to fall asleep because it allowed me to be more productive. And so you can see how it might be harder for somebody to recognize, especially black women, to recognize these sleep disturbances because these sleep disturbances within their culture is almost glorified, you know, not sleeping or sleeping for only a few hours or waking up and being tired, but going about your business, going about your day, continuing to grind. I mean, there's even songs where they even reference that. Like, for example. And this one by Fabulous, just another example of the referencing and also kind of the praise and acknowledgement and being up early and not looking it and, and there being an appreciation and a value and that equating to hard work and your, you know, handling business if you're able to do that. So as you can see, that can definitely impede on a woman's or black woman's ability to recognize these disorders or feel the need to even mention them to healthcare providers. And so even getting into the research behind this phenomena is that we, it's, it's, 
I looked at a study and it was it was called racial slash ethnic differences in sleep disorders and reporting of trouble sleeping among women of childbearing <clears throat> excuse me age in the United States and so in this study specifically they were looking at both pregnant and non-pregnant women in different minority groups so it was well in different ethnic groups so they were looking at african-american women they were looking at mexican american mexican women and then they were looking at white women and as i said there was the pregnant and non-pregnant groups and some of the findings well the findings of this study absolutely coincided with kind of what i was alluding to earlier in that because of cultural differences and cultural norms there is a difference in prevalence of these sleep disorders. So minority women were more likely to get inadequate inadequate sleep. So in this study, it was looking at hours of sleep and also restfulness of sleep. So black or black, the black and Mexican women were having higher levels of inadequate sleep, but they were also less likely to report sleeping trouble like trouble sleeping to their healthcare providers so some place in the thought process for these women and their understanding and their experience of these sleep disturbances there is a part that for them they don't feel either it's necessary or even honestly safe for them to provide that information to a healthcare provider. And so it's really important for us to understand, first of all, as black women, that these disorders, first of all, exist. I mean, I don't think that sleep disorders were ever seriously discussed with me or have been discussed with me. And I know insomnia, because that has become a kind of pop culture, normal term that has been taken from more of a clinical context and put it into like a social norm context. I know people are, when they're like staying up late, they'll refer to it like, oh my gosh, like I have insomnia. Like I can't, I'm, I'm up late every night. Um, but they also don't reference the immense amount of caffeine they've intaked or something like that. But I think insomnia is the one that we hear about the most. And even then it's still kind of this just not seriously considered disorder. And so for minority women, there's some point where they, it's getting lost in translation. Their inadequate sleep to them is not equating a medical disorder or disturbance. And so that's important to understand, like I said, as individuals, but also that's important for practitioners to understand that black women, minority women, Mexican women are not reporting these these disturbances and again it's not because as you could see in this study it's not because these disturbances are not happening it's not because they're not experiencing these disturbances but it's because of various cultural differences that might be inhibiting them or you know making them feel fearful of sharing that information And these differences can really vary very widely amongst different racial, ethnic, and cultural groups in that it can really be from attitudes or behaviors of like regarding healthcare as is because especially in the black community, medical mistrust is not necessarily unfounded, especially 
you know, considering United States history with health experiences, experiments like the syphilis, um, Tuskegee syphilis experiments and stuff like that, medical mistrust is not unfounded. And so when there might be that hesitancy for somebody, a black person or a specific culture to seek help because there might be just a fear or a lack of understanding or a mistrust for the healthcare system, as well as it can also have to do with perception of amounts of sleep needed. So especially for these sleep disorders, perhaps I, it's my understanding that I only need three and a half hours of sleep to function. And so it wouldn't register for me that my inability to sleep longer than three and a half hours is a sleep disorder because I've perceived that to be my normal. And so what's normal for me doesn't cause me, as we talked about in the definition of sleep disorders, it doesn't cause me distress in my daytime and it's not necessarily impairing my functioning. So the perception of the severity of this disorder or the even existence of a disorder might might be minimal, might not be enough for them to feel comfortable or wanting or needing to report that kind of experience. Another interesting finding in the research that I found that really sat with me was talking about pregnant women. And it was talking about how it's really important to highlight sleep issues and the potential for sleep issues and the potential for harm as a result of sleep issues for maternal and neonatal outcomes. And so the kind of thought process that I I went through in understanding that information is just like I read it and I'm like, okay, so boom, it's important to talk to pregnant women about sleep and sleep hygiene and how they can be healthy and the potential for harm that sleep disorders can cause on their pregnancy and, you know, birth, birthing process. But then I also thought about how black women have higher mortality rates giving during childbirth than any of the other races that were examined, at least in this study. And so it dawned on me that perhaps the measures that are being taken to ensure the safety of black women, even through their pregnancy, there's a lot of balls that are being dropped along the way. And so I'm thinking about it, if there's lower levels of black women or lower rates of black women reporting sleep disturbances or sleep issues, then perhaps that is coming up less for doctors in interactions with pregnant women. And thus, the potential for harm in sleep issues is not being... That, that comes from sleep issues is not being translated or made clear or made known to these black women, which can also in turn be contributing to these high mortality rates that we're not seeing in any other race or ethnicity group at the race that we're seeing it in within black, the black women population, black woman population. And so it was a little bit of a tangential thought, 
But I think that there are so many factors that are important and there are so many factors that go into caring for your mental health and that that meant your mental health especially like this these sleep disorders are psychopathological disorders these all these disorders can play a role in factors that seem almost unrelated and I don't know if it's perhaps just me or I didn't it didn't even dawn on me until I started doing this research and specifically reading this article that even sleep matters during pregnancy even sleep habits matters during pregnancy and now I've never been pregnant so I mean I haven't given much thought to all of the factors and the considerations of pregnancy but it never even dawned on me that that's something that could honestly play a role in something as far down the line as childbirth and whether or mortality rates of childbirth because the reality of it is in my head I'm thinking about it like of course you're not asleep when you're giving birth so how can your sleep patterns how much can your sleep patterns really affect it and perhaps that was just a kind of unaware and naive thought processing of that idea but having learned this information I think that it's important to consider and I think that a way even beyond you know going straight to the doctor for black women to be more aware and cognizant of it is is again practicing mindfulness and taking time to sit with yourself and check in with yourself you know if you take time in the morning to perhaps meditate and check in there's more room for you to be able to notice differences. So it's like if you wake up in the morning and you're unable to meditate for 10 minutes because you're exhausted, even though you slept an eight, nine, 10 hours the night before, perhaps that can be indicative of a sleep disorder. And so that's something that if you don't take the time to check in with yourself, if you don't take the time to adjust or address and give yourself the time and space to feel and, and assess your own feelings before you begin your day or your schedule or your product your productivity, you might miss the signs that your body is giving you. And so I think it's important for sometimes black women, especially who are on the grind, who are really who really take pride in working very hard, I think it's important for them to be for us to be intentional about taking time to sit with ourselves because even taking time to be mindful to sit with yourself to take a time to assess how you feel is still productive it's productivity regardless now it might not be coming by way of completing assignments or visiting different locations but checking in with yourself is just as important as checking into your job in that you and your body are in it for the long haul you and your mental health are in it for the long haul and so as seriously as you should take your employment you should take your mental and physical health into consideration so that is our sleep disorders episode you know there's beauty in the struggle and i hope that you guys will join us for our next episode which is serving body, okay?